we love you. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one I heart to adore. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we don't lose our excitement and our passion and our love for God. We thank you, Lord, for the fire of God being stronger than ever before, Lord God. I, I thank you, Lord God, that we reestablish our, our grip, our hold on our faith, and Lord, and just run with the grace and the power of God like never before, and Lord, that our heart it needs to function in the love of God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, as you are ministering that love through us. It helps us understand why people can or cannot love us. But most of all, it'll never leave us without knowing we are loved. So we just jump in, rejoice in the love and the peace of God that surpass all understanding. I thank you, Lord God, for re re restoring and restarting that momentum of us, Lord God, to be able to run with patience and, and run and realize that I still can do all things through 
through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not running out of gas. I'm not running out of energy. I'm not running out of strength. I, I, we just, just begin to receive that you can do everything that God has established to put you here to do, that you're not out of time, you're not out of place, and Father is directing and ordering your steps. And Lord God, I thank you that we continue, that we ask, that we ask, that we ask. You're too big for us not to pursue you with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and body. And so Father, we do just that. Seek thee while he may be found, and we call on you while you are near, Lord. And we thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus, that I open up my mouth and I open up my heart to say, God, that love, let your love flow and come in like never before. I bless you, Jesus. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to take some time. Like, uh, I, I heard someone say, if you're going to procrastinate, procrastinate, saying no to getting up. Procrastinate that and say yes to it. And and I, I was just thinking uh, yesterday when I had that free time, I, I uh, uh, not free time, just regular work time. So I went to the gym four times yesterday. So you know, the first time get up yesterday morning, yeah, just a little much. Ran, ran, ran five miles and then uh, at 11, I went to the gym. We did squats, and at 3 o'clock, went to the gym, and I did plyometrics, and it all was working out. When I got home, Justice said, hey, Dad, you want to go to the gym? Well, you know, he wants to go. I don't want to not go. You know, if I can go with all these other people, I can go with him. And so, and I'm like, I got my sermon to do. And so, so I went into, uh, let's stall mode. Let me, so I can do it. So Rita said, go, we need you to pick up this from HEB. So let's go get that before we go to the gym. And he said, we'll go there. And then he needed goggles. So then let's drive to Georgetown and get your goggles. And then he said, I want Starbucks. I go, yeah, well, then let's go to Starbucks. Trying to go, okay, so now what? He says, let's go to the gym. You know, like, okay, yeah. We did all this. I went, and I'm thinking, man, why didn't do it? One of the things I completely disobeyed in was I did not take my computer with me to the gym. Because there was, I didn't, after three, did I need to work out? No, I could have sat at the gym table and did my message, but I didn't, right? I worked out again, and, and, and I was like, man, I'm so tired. You know, I just don't have enough time. I got to do all this stuff. And God said, no, you, that was you. That was you. And, and not that I did a wrong thing, but I didn't do God's thing, and it caused me to be tired, you know, even more so, you know, I slept in, I slept in the 445 this morning, you know, it's, it's, uh, but you know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Like sometimes we think we're doing a good thing, but it's not a God thing. So we don't maximize all the time we have. That wouldn't have been a problem at all for me to take my noise cancellation earphones, sit right in the little lobby area with their Wi-Fi, and get my message done, which was already in my heart. All I need to do is sit down and do it. And no, but I had to be on the elliptical, had to be running, do some more leg workout, get in the hot tub. I did all of that and then going to get upset because I'm out because it's 1130. Right. And I want us to make sure we watch out for that because we can set ourselves up for late days. Amen. Amen. So academics, life academics, life has some academics. Pain is graded to pass for our future, all right? And that should have been P-A-S-T, but due to the fact that I told you I was already in disobedience, I spelled it wrong. It's supposed to be past. 
into our future. So with the past, your pain is your past, so you can go for our future. And it has to be a part of the past because you can't take pain with you. If you do, you are going to, what do we say, pollute your future. If pain can bleed into your present, it'll pollute your future. I said this on Sunday. All right, so 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 5 says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Grace is, thank you, be strong in favor. Uh, if you ever think that nothing's in favor of you, you need to be strong that God is in favor of you. Right? That's your favor. That's be strong that God is in favor of you. So that's what I have to say last night. God, you're in favor of me getting this done. I know I mismanaged. I know I didn't do things properly. I know I'm trying to say because I'm being with my son. And I'm glad that you said that God needs to go before your family. Because if you take your family before you take God, who's going to protect them are you? Right? We, we tend, sometimes we get that wrong. And so the, the connection part of that. And verse 2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he, is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. There are boundaries to how we need to walk. There's these things that call uh, rest and peace and proper eating and, and proper health and, and managing the things that you need to do and talking to people at the right time. You've ever had somebody have the right thing to say to you, but they said it with the wrong tone, right? And it doesn't matter how good your message is. If your tone is bad, it's no good. Amen. So father, I pray that you uh, just release your word through me and you're honored in tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Well, I didn't think like we get away. We think we never start learning, right? And life has academics of just what it's going to teach you. There's the academics of joy, and there's the academics of peace, but there's also the academics of pain, and there's academics of unrest, where we cannot settle and cannot give in and cannot let things go just the way they are. This is not my final turn. I'm going to do something great on this earth and for the kingdom of God and for my family and for myself. Remember, you have got to medicate you in order to be able to administer medication to others. You cannot give what you don't have. It's impossible, right? So we got to allow, allow your pain to give you experience so it will not become an expense to your future, right? Because if, if you don't learn from it, it's going to cost you further down the road. If you don't learn from your pain, it's going to be an expense. It's going to be a bill that you always have to pay whenever these particular things come up. And, and, and no matter what, no matter how we look at it, it'll be this thing. It's, it's almost like uh, how many of you guys, and, and, and all you got to do is raise your hand. You don't have to say anything about it. How many of you guys have health issues that only you know about and you won't share with anybody else? Right, like you just got these things that you say, I'm, I'm taking care of that, like even that. And I'll give you, I'll give you a case in point because some of y'all looking like, I'm no doctor. Listen, um, 
I, uh, it, on one side of my leg, at the lower part of my leg, I don't know if I even shared this with you, my, it, was, it was like creating rings, like it would swell only at the bottom of this ankle and I would have puffs of, of my leg would be puffy from my sock. So it'd be only on this leg only, right? And then I would take my sock off and it would be puffy. Like, and if I wore multiple socks, it would be looped like it was building. And I didn't want to say the word blood clot. I just was not going to say it. I was just saying, I'm going to take care of it, right? So I would try to smash this out and do this. So, and I was like, man, this doesn't look right. And I said, John, what, is, what does this look like to you? And he says, that one looks like a chicken leg and that one looks like a slightly bigger chicken leg. <laughs> and I thought, yo mama. And I went, that's my wife. And so I couldn't do that. But I, I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, and then we came to the fast. Now, since we started fasting, it's gone, right? So that means I was putting something in my body that was working against my blood flow in my leg. It was starting up here, but you got to understand the enemy will work its way down to what it wants to do to stop you. And it did not look right. And I would, at the end of the night, I would squeeze it and push down on it, and it would sting Almost like I was trying to push something out of there. It was, it was something wrong in my body. I was putting something in there that was causing the blood flow to not go all the way through. Right? So think about that. At the end of the night, and I, of course, I ain't, you know, you tell Miss Rita, we're at the doctor. She may slip some Benadryl in my food and let me pass out and just here, take care of this because he won't come. They're taking me to the hospital with my foot hanging out the window. And, and we do that. Like, we don't want to tell anybody how we're hurting. We definitely don't tell them about the emotional clumps that are in us. We don't tell them about that because we're eating somebody's words from years ago, and it's causing blood to stop right there at that clump. And so I cannot get my life academics right. I can't pass from this part in my life. And so we have to be able to get past that. So, so life is like school. And I love the fact that people think, I can't wait to get out of school. We never get out, ever. If you've stopped learning, go ahead and die. You're no longer living. The, it, the grades of pain we don't learn from, we are destined to repeat them. Right? And, and so we have to make sure, I don't want to go back to first grade. I do not, elementary was not a good old day for me. Elementary was not good. Y'all know, I told you, I got licks every day. Did not miss it. It's almost like breakfast. Two things was for sure in this world. Taxes and me getting three licks to begin my day off. Those were for real. Our prayer should, should be, here's your prayer. Lord, I know there is nothing I can go through that you don't know about. So help me to know you and walk in your spirit to, to, free, to free me from this pain. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? And that's John 16, 33, and it's where you have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I know about the pain. So, God, if you know about the pain, and I know you know about the pain, let me just get in you because if you know about it, you know how to get me through it. But if I walk outside of you because I'm frustrated because things are happening that I didn't expect to happen, that's no good. So hard times are going to show up right? Doesn't matter if you're suited up, the hard times are going to show up. But God has given us his word that they don't have to show on to the rest of our life. So it's one thing for a problem to show up. It's another thing to show on your next, show on your job. 
to show up at home and show on your, show on your job, show in your uh, relationships, show in your, uh, your, your uh, finances, to show in everything else. No, it's one thing to show up. We got to make sure it does not show on your face. <laughs> show on your attitude. Show on at the grocery store. I watched this, uh, this girl hold a spot in line for her mother. Well, all I had was that milk. And they in the 15, have you ever counted? Anybody ever counted in people's baskets? What you going to do once you find out it's 17 in there? What you going to do? Hmm? Anybody ever wanted to just start throwing two things out? Like, no. Nah. <laughs> that ever cost your mind? I, I know I shouldn't. But I'm thinking, if he got 17 in there, I'm going to wait till he not looking, and I'm just going to just start tossing them over there. Can you get there? I only had milk, and she didn't have any groceries. The little girl didn't. And we beat her mama was in another line, so they trying to get spots. She called her mother over with basket full. And two things stopped me. First, Jesus, thank you, Lord. And then another name that started with a J was Jaira. Because he will do exactly what I will do. So if I'm rude to this lady and her daughter, and I don't mean rude, like I'm gonna say something to him, just like, no, you and your mama and her basket. Get behind me, or you can stay in front, and your mama can stay behind. I don't care, but the basket ain't passing. We in line. Ever felt like that? Like now I'm gonna leave all my walk at the gross at HEB. And and sometimes that's what we do. We trade in what's eternal for something temporary, and we can't do that. So they're gonna show up. But God has given us His word. Overcoming comes through understanding the word of Jesus. So that's how I can overcome. Things don't look right on the outside, so I have to overcome on the inside so that I can get this clot out of my life. And that's the reason why I'm telling you about the, the thing that was going on with my leg. It did not slow me down physically, but every night I had to look at that thing. Every time I took off my socks. Now, you, I told you I go to the gym. So I, when I get ready for, to go to work, I have four, pair, four sets of clothing. Okay? I have the morning gym clothes, I have the clothes I'm going to wear, and I have the clothes I'm going to change into 11, and then the clothes I'm going to change into a 3. It's a whole process. This don't just happen, y'all. <laughs> I don't just wake up and shake it, and then you get this. Nah. I'll be like, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, in other words, quit allowing your pain to snatch peace from the jaws of victory. Think about it. You have victory and you got your issue telling you that you've lost. God says you are more than a conqueror. Pain will require a cost if we go through it and come out inexperienced. There's nothing worse than having a friendship or anything with an inexperienced person who don't know how to be friends. And, and we've met those people because they don't know how to give what you give. They just know how to take. And so we want to come back and get back. So whatever war we face, God doesn't want us to become entangled with it and allow our faith to be hindered in the fight. Have you ever prayed this prayer? God, help me to quit thinking about it. Like God just, I don't even want to, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about how others don't care. I don't want to think about how I'm going to get to a, a, a workplace and they're just, I just want to lay, I don't even, just help me not to think about it. Right? You need to pray that once and then stop talking about it. Because if, the more you pray it, the more you're going to 
Think about it. And so pray, God, help me not to think about it. And then say, God, I'm going to think about your goodness, your mercy, your and start calling that forward. Because if not, you're going to be like, I'm saying not to think about it. And he said, I'm telling you not to talk about it. But while you're talking about it, you're going to think about it. Because as a man talketh, <laughs> thinketh, so is he. And so we got to make sure we don't. So if I'm having what I say, I have to come back to it. And it's a right mindset that we have to be able to grow in God. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 through 11, right? And people think the only way you can be drunk is through drugs or impaired. Let me go with that. It's through drugs and chemicals or opiates or whatever. No, there's another way to be intoxicated. Another way. Y'all know what the other way to be intoxicated other than a chemical? Emotional. Yeah, y'all, I'm like, come on, y'all, thank, thank y'all for coming to church. I was about to get mad at y'all. Y'all know there's another way. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Now, if he was talking about alcohol, he would have said, be sober, because alcohol is at the bar and at the grocery store and at the, no, he says, your emotions are being messed with. Now, it doesn't say the lion is eating them. It just says he's walking around them. And now you're becoming intoxicated with what walks around you instead of the one that's walking within you. Verse 9 says, who resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affections are afflictions, not affections, afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect. If you run from pain, you're running from your perfection. I just don't want to hurt again. I just ain't going to trust again. All men are evil. All women are evil. But you're going to run from where God's trying to perfect you. And if you run from that, as we used to say from Bob Yandian, if you run from problems, quit praying for power. God can't trust you with it. I cannot run. And now, to us, that's a fault. Because some of us, we're, we're loyal to a fault. Literally, ride and die with you. It ain't ride or die. I'm going to ride and die with you. And if you jump out of the car, I'm going to make sure you should have died with me because I'm going to make you feel it in the process. But that loyalty that's there to just go and go and go and just be miserable without you. So God is having to show us that those things are having to be removed. He says, but the God of all grace, not some grace, all grace, which means you have grace in every area, all of it, uh, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, you have suffered a little while, make you perfect, established, not established. He just said, I need you to be established. I don't know E in front of it. Just established. Because E may be two, one vowel too many. Just established. Where, where are you going? Established right now. I'm established. Right? I ain't even stable. I'm just established. Established in my face. Strengthen it. settle you. I will never settle down if I run from pain that needs to perform a certain amount of things in you. We say this, right? Your enemy has words your friends won't use for you. You ever got, you know, you go back home, you got one of them relatives, no matter how high up you are, they're going to call you what they know you from. Oh, you ain't that good. I know you. And they'll say all your stuff. My sister's that way. Hate having her at the conference. She'll be telling people that don't need to know all how I grew up. 
And I always come out, did you tell him how you shot the, shot the neighbor in the ear with the shotgun? Did you share that with him? Because he wouldn't get out of our yard? Tell him that. Four foot 11, tell him that. You brought that shotgun out and it was bigger than you and it fell to the ground and boom, ear gone. Yeah, tell him that. Tell him how they go, your fingerprints. You want to share family stories. I mean, they don't need to know I dip my chicken in Kool-Aid. They don't need to know that. And then drank the Kool-Aid, just grease, just floating. Yeah, I, I didn't say I grew up. I didn't come out the womb serving God. And look how I was established. <laughs> I was establishing that chicken in there. She just telling everybody how she used to watch us. And I was like, all right, let's we sharing. Let's share shotgun. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Okay. So, hey, when, when, when you're mine and, and, you know, we've had some prayer and when it just starts to just, just run away, right? Hey, did y'all ever used to go to Crystal City as children? Was anywhere around there? Cariso? I don't think that's by it. I thought you told me y'all went there before. Sorry, we just had a little family moment. We'll talk about it later. I'm sorry. So I just came up. You know what I mean? Just need to do that. I think Miss Rita not being straight with me. Listen to this. Pain cannot get deep enough to stop you. It, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Right? It does need to be addressed and it needs to be overcome, but it's not that deep. It cannot get into you and stop you and ruin you. What pain wants you to believe is that you're ruined for anything else in life. You can never do anything other than just go in another. When that pops up, make sure you're not the one trying to be a part of it because you're ruined because of pain. You are wounded and you can't go back to that area. So we must remember our roots because our roots remember us. Your roots remember your first dream. It remembers your innocence. It remembers your peace. It remembers the fact that you were, were here and you had such passion. Your roots keep telling you that. And that's why you have roots. That's why God wants us to have those roots. We're made out of the dust of the earth because roots that are within us is beyond the dirt that's on us, that we're created out of, so the roots are within. So no matter what, your roots keep saying, we can grow through this. We can grow through this. It doesn't matter if there's been a drought in your life. We still can grow through this. Go get you some water out of the Word of God. Go, go drink this thing, no matter what the drought is like. So there's, there's, a, there's a fight within us that nothing on this earth can touch. So your fight hasn't been fought yet because the world can't touch your fight, right? And that's why he said to Paul, fight the good fight of faith, even though he had been beaten and, and bruised and said he had died often. He was naked and wounded, but he still had some fight in him. You still have to be able to get up and, and fight through some things. So, and, and being able to be the best. And I, again, like what, what Ms. Margarita is telling you, put God first. There's times in these times when I'm in front of assembly or speaking that God begins to just take over even while I'm standing there. And I go, I'm about to get paid for doing nothing. He says, it's always been that way. The only time you thought you did something, you was out of order. And you struggle through that. But when I lean into him, he leans into them. And he can give them what they need. He says, all I need you to do is be a vessel. Can I just get you to stand there and let me do the rest? Okay? And so I said, okay, I, I think I can do that. But then I won't challenge it. So no matter how severe things are on the outside, keep the faith because it is the fight that cannot fail. Pain, like bad fruit, can ferment 
if it is allowed to sit in us for a long period of time. Fermented fruit. Y'all remember, uh, have y'all heard a thing about, I don't mean to get on your food, about pork and ham, not y'all's family's last name, but, but like they say, ham can stay in your body for 21 days when you eat it. Yeah, it, yes, it does. It will sit in there. <laughs> Doctors have said this, right? So what happens was, was people were getting parasites because they would eat ham. Hang on, y'all. Let me tell you. And then they would eat fruit. Well, the ham would block up everything, and the fruit would have no place to go. And it would sit, fruit, get these. Yeah, it spoils in you, right? And so when we try to put our good fruit on ungodly things, the, ungod- the godly part of us begins to spoil. Now the worship song don't feel as good as it used to. The word don't matter no more like it did. But it's sitting on something. Sitting on something. You have to just say, no, God, get this ham out of me. <laughs> I've been swined. Uh, get that thing out of me. And so what we were finding out that about a lot of people in nutrition and a lot of the bodybuilders, that's why they had to turn away from it because all of their protein was stacking up. Like, almost like looking through their body, it was stacking up on that part of their body. And they couldn't get it to process because ham is designed to stay with you. It was designed. The reason why a lot of times it was eaten in the olden days was because it could, <laughs> look, y'all's facial expression is awesome. I wish we could get a picture of the folks that are no longer ham-based, but you let a piece of ham get to get cooking, you'll be all right. You'll eat straight through it. But they would eat it because it could last long. They could work longer on very little of it, okay? It wasn't designed for us to eat a pound of bacon. Okay, it just wasn't designed to do that. Now, I must admit, I've ate a pound of bacon before with steak (laughs) and egg. So I'm just telling you that that stuff just sits there and it does it. Also, when you sit and try to make, tell tell God, he will just put your word on top of what you're going to do instead of what he's called you to do. I'll just put some scriptures on it. Then all of a sudden, asking for forgiveness has spoiled in you, and I don't even care anymore. Sharing your faith is spoiled, and we don't want it. That's why we keep emptying out our kids and telling them about the love of God and, and making them move around back there in our youth group because we don't want it to sit on them. We want it to move in them and have that, have that grace, that, which is awesome. So this will, right, right, so when you're fermented, if anybody ever been fermented, uh, this will impair our vision and ability to function in our daily life. Okay? Your your impaired vision, right? It's one of the first things they do when you are pulled over and you've had too much oil. They put the lights in your face. And what they can do is they can get your, what happens is if you start to, so that gets the blood flowing, so that means that whatever's in that blood is flowing too, right? And so they get you in your impaired and when you become impaired, you stagger at the basic thing. God loves you. Oh, not me. God's going to take care of you. Oh, not me. It is, you know, God has blessed you. No, you must be somebody. You're staggering. You're impaired. And you need to get sober according to the word of God. 
All right, Galatians chapter 2, verse 19 through 21. We're going to read one of my top favorite verses when I came back to the Lord. One of my favorite verses is right in the middle of this, and, and I love this verse. I even had a, a little bandana made. I don't know where it is anymore, but it was great. For I, through the law, am dead to the law that I might live unto God. This is my verse. It's verse 20. It says, I have... I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Right? This took all the things I say, nobody ever does anything for me. He says he gave himself for me. Right? But also, I get to die and yet live. Verse 21, I do not frustrate the grace of God. What is grace? Yeah, I did not say. <laughs> so he says, be strong in the grace of God, in the merit, in the, in the favor of God. And here it says, I don't frustrate the favor of God. How can I frustrate what I should be strong in? I do it by acting weak against it. When God has given me favor and I act like there's nothing there for me to live on. I've got the favor of God. So I do not frustrate grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So if it comes by my rules or by my way of doing it, then it's in vain. But if it just comes by me just following Christ, then we're good. Death has to be obeyed in order for life to take off. Right? If you're a parent, you know this, right? You have to die to your own wants, die to your own needs. Uh, you may have to let your kids get something before you get it, right? That's death because they can't have the life that they need if you stay alive too much, right? Same thing to come to Christ. If I'm going to be a, a, a person of, of, of uh, integrity or let's even take a person of health, I have to die to those old ways of eating, thinking, and living. Have to die. Death has to happen so life can take place. There's a reason right now why I do not have a taste for those things. And the reason is, is because I let that taste die, so I don't want to breathe any life into it. But if I puff into it a little bit, it can come back pretty strong. Just, just, just a little bit. If I puff a little bit, that thing will be like, we're back. It'll be the squeakquel of what I was struggling with. So what happens is when I die to that thing that's hurting me, I can live until the God who's helping me. When I die to the, the, the things of my, I can't do, I can live to the, what God live. I can become alive to what God can do. So I'm quickened. So we must remember, we must remember those things that are roots. A dead person doesn't feel anything. And as morbid as this is about to sound to you, I've tested it. Because when we go to all the funerals, you know how they have open cast? I'm just, just telling you straight up. I'd be like, hey. Move. Knowing if he moved, <laughs> we're just going to have to be some cleaning done up right there. But, I mean, I, w I wasn't right. Like, there was something wrong. But, you know, I'm just like, hey. And I'd be down there poking him until I'd get caught or something. And my mom was just, what is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know. Why are you asking me that? I'm seven. I don't know. I just want to see if he'd get up. I didn't know if he just sleeping and didn't know we need him to wake up. 
So I would do that, but they never moved. So dead people don't feel anything, right? When you're dead, you'll, if you want to quit feeling hurt over that thing, die to it. Die to it. I want to quit getting hurt by those words. God, I need to die to those words because they hurt me every time I think about them. I need to become crucified with Christ, yet I'm going to still live. Right? Now, if I physically go nail myself on a cross, number one, that's going to hurt. Number two, I'm going to have a new thing to hate. So let Jesus did it, so I'm going to live through what he did. So I can live above and beyond. So we are dead with Christ, and our response to pain is an indicator of how we respond to dying with Christ. How do we respond to dying with Christ is how we will respond to dying to the pain that's causing in our life. Again, we're not saying painful things will not happen. There are people in H-E-B holding spots right now ready to jump in front of you. They're out there. They got relatives. You, <laughs> you're going to have something come up inside of you that's going to make you want to be uh, sociably unacceptable. And all we have was milk. Peter wanted to fight Jesus on dying. So when, you know, I come up to you and I say, hey, Miss Margarita, you need to die to your old way of finances so you can live in God's way. And you go, no, Jesus, no, pastor. We must fight this. <laughs> and I tell you, get thee behind me, Satan. You don't know what you're talking about. Right? And that's what Jesus had to tell Peter. You don't know what you're talking about. You're trying to keep me from dying. If I, die, if I don't die, you don't live. All right? Your kid's trying to keep you from telling them about the trash. No, if you don't take the trash out, you'll die and I can't live. <laughs> Something will happen. So I need to die to the thoughts of killing you. But Jesus corrected him and said, if I don't die, no man can live. So again, it's not even about just you living. It's everything around you that needs life. So we may have... Uh, we may have family that can't come alive in their life because we will not die with Christ. And if you think about it, if you're trying to win your family to Jesus, you've witnessed to them, you told them everything else, now it's time for you to die so that everything you witness to them can resurrect, can come up inside of them. Because as long as you keep trying to pull them out of the ground, they're never going to be able to get into it so God can minister to them. So we have to be able to pull out. They never get the academics. If you keep taking the tests for them, they will never, ever learn how to pass it for themselves. And that's tough when we got our kids because we want to pass all the classes for our kids. And no, God is like, they've got to get through there. They can't get there on your back. They're going to have to pass it on their own. I was uh, talking to Jaira. It was probably today we were walking through the outlet mall. And I said, dude, if you go get in a bad relationship, after everything we've taught you and trained you, it's on you. I ain't got, I'm going to have no mercy for you. <laughs> Zero. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, that's why I just, I don't, I just, I, I can't, I just don't see it. If, if it's the, the, if the things of God are not there and not following, I'm just hands up, hands up. I said, good, because I'm telling you now, you, you know how you say you like your mama better? You will much more then. Because you've, you've seen it. You've seen enough of it. You, you know, I said, no, man, you can't. You, I just ain't trying to hear it. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chill. 
He always says that. Just chill. And I always want to pour cold water on him when he does it. He's like, stop telling me to chill. Too short to chill. You chill. We may have that family member that needs to come to Christ, but you need to die to telling them how they need to get to Jesus. Die. So that, that Jesus can rise and he can bring them up with him. You did your part. You're good. You're good. If, if, you ever, if anybody ever overcooked something, because you looked at it and thought it wasn't ready. <laughs> Worst invention in the world, the oven light. Nah, put it back in there. Burn up my sweet potato fries last night doing that exact same thing. The thing said 15 minutes. Nah, I want them crispy. They darker than I was. <laughs> I took them out. It's just <laughs> and only on one side. Them things were like, we can't live like this. Pasta. Don't overcook it. Don't overcook it. You know, overcook rice, it gets hard on you. Yeah, overcook a relative, they get hard on you. Here they come. Scripture. I do need to pray for my vegan friend who tells, just so judgmental. She's so judgmental. Oh, that process. Y'all have cookies in your house? Yes, and we got chips, and we got nutter butters. We got all of it in there. Ooh, that's just so bad for you. And then she leaves to go smoke a cigarette. Now, I'm like... Since you're messing with the ozone with using two plastic bags. I was like, how, how does the cigarette fit in? How does Marlboro fit up in there? <laughs> I just think about it. How hypocritical. Now, I am not saying nothing about your cigarette, but quit telling me about my plastic bags and, and the ones that we can get here in Williamson County that they won't give you up there in Travis. But she burning cigarettes like a runaway train. I'm like, you better get up off me with all that, man. I just want to protect the environment. Apparently not. We're smoking like a heat stroke. I don't know. Does a heat stroke even smoke? I don't even know where that comes from. I just be making up stuff. Heat strokes don't smoke. What is it? Smoking like a heat stroke? World? See? One sentence, two. That's overcooked. See? I overcooked that. Y'all see? That's a prime example. It's overcooked. He refused, <laughs> he refused to call on help the way man would so that he would fulfill the will of God. Now, Jesus even admitted on the cross, he said, now, if I wanted to get off of here your way, I could call an, an, a wing, an angel's wing and wipe out everybody. Right? All right. You ever wanted to climb off of your cross? <laughs> Jesus just slapped that. Them group of folks right there, just all of them that's judging me on my job, just slap them right there with the wing. He says, no, you can't come off the cross like that. You have to be crucified and get up. You have to resurrect, not <laughs> correct. Right? And we just want God to just call down fire. Just burn up their car right in front of them. They don't have to be in it, but just let them know you're real. Right? We just want to show them. A relative that's doubting God, say they don't believe. God, show me something right now. You in your heart. Ooh, if you could just light his shoes on fire, Jesus, just let them run through the house. Just, mm, just make their chicken come alive and run off the plate. They believe. <laughs> they know not to come back is what they would. <laughs> if you ever get some fried chicken to jump up and just run off and fly off. No. Amen. Amen. You guys bow your heads. Let's, 
Let's get our academics. Thank y'all for coming to school tonight.